It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Spurscast, episode 629. My name is Paul Garcia, and I'm your host here on the Spurscast. Today, I'll be joined by Project Spurs writers Benjamin Bornstein and Jonas Clark. In this episode, we will discuss some potential training camp invites from the Austin Spurs, who might get the open two-way roster spot, and some names to watch for the Austin Spurs head coaching vacancy. Let's dive right into this episode with Ben and Jonas. Let's go to kick this off, guys, with our first topic here, and this is uh, do we think any Austin Spurs players may end up on the Spurs' training camp roster? The reason why I say this is, is because, um, you know, right now, currently, the state of the team, the team does have 18 players total when we throw in, um, when we add in Joe Wieskamp, who got that two-way roster spot. So they are allowed San Antonio to add up to two more players for training camp and all of the preseason. We do know that, as, as we've mentioned here on the Spurs cast and over on our YouTube page and also on Project Spurs, that the team does need to get down to 15 full NBA players and two two-way players by October 18th. So we'll, we'll go ahead and begin this conversation with Jonas. Um, you know, Who are some names to, to watch out for from the Austin Spurs that you think might, you know, might be potential invites to training camp and preseason? Uh, one of the big ones that stands out, of course, is Cam Reynolds. I don't think he's signed with anybody right now, but the team has kept him around the organization. Uh, he played in the double last year, came up, played with San Antonio there at the end of the at the end of the season, and has been affiliated with the team in the past. Um, that one's pretty obvious, in my opinion. Uh, would lead the candidacy there. My uh, my my person that I really want though is Nate Renfro. We recognize his teams need for size and uh, aggression around the rim. And he, he just brings all of that and more uh, runs the floor really well, big guy um, and, and blocks <laughs> blocks over dunks. That's my mantra. And, uh, and, and Nate does it in spades. And so I think that that's, those are, those are some guys right there to really look at um, Kyrie Thomas, another option out there. He spent, uh, I think he who was playing with in the sun. He spent some time playing in the summer league, not for uh, San Antonio, um, but he was in the summer league um, getting some action too. And so I think that those three guys uh, and just Kyrie really just because of what he provides from a perimeter shooting uh, element. Um, I really want, I really want Nate to get that other two way spot. Um, I think that Cam would be logical uh, there just in terms of he's a more complete prospect. Um, Kyler Kelly might be somebody else that you, you could see them try to just bring into camp. Um, again, just from a size standpoint, because this is a rather small roster and I understand pop likes a small ball, but you do have to have some size in the NBA. Yeah. And regarding Kyrie Thomas, so I, I, cause I just, I just saw his name on a roster. I think he's on Houston right now, but he's on a non-guaranteed non-guaranteed deal so i think that yeah they probably are going to waive him because they, they actually need to waive a player houston so i think you're right um you know if he ends up getting waived maybe he's a player uh to watch for ben was there any players that you had in mind from the austin spurs roster or, or you agree with jonas there 
Uh, I mean, I'm definitely in agreement there. I mean, so Trey Jones is on the roster, right? He's not on the G League roster. Yeah, he's on the Spurs roster. Okay, because I was going to say that's absolutely a guy that should be getting the call up there. Uh, Luca's getting the call up. So, I mean, that's it seems pretty no brainer to me. Like those are the guys who should be on the team. Um, and you know, the, they have, like you said, they have 18 guys right now. There's really only room for two call-ups and those guys are going to go immediately back down to Austin, uh, when the season starts and, you know, we get the Spurs got to figure out the three guys they're not going to keep, you know, they, yeah. they got to make a trade at some point. Mm-hmm. If I may add one go more ahead. in here, Caleb Johnson, Oh yeah, uh, he was, was he was a camp yes. invite before his brother Keldon. He's worked out with the team a lot. Uh, he spent last year with the in the uh, G League bubble as well. Performed pretty well in, in, in limited minutes, and I think that that's another guy to kind of keep an eye out for again, just because uh, familiarity with the team and what he also provides in defensive drills and stuff like that too. Okay, yeah, so no, definitely Caleb's a player to watch out for. Um, and you know, some of these players also just play with the Spurs in the uh, in the uh, summer league recently. A few, uh, yeah, I think it was like last month. All right, let's go to our second question here, and that's um, does anyone stand out to you who might actually, um, you know, may- maybe become an invite at first, but then turn into a two way roster spot player? Because like as we mentioned, the only player right now under contract for a two way roster spot is Joe Wieskamp, and since Kata, uh, Kita Beach Bates Job signed a full NBA deal, there is a vacancy there now, an opening for a two way um, player. What do you think, Jonas? I think I unintentionally answered this one before, uh, but I think that is Nate Renfro. Again, Mm. I think that just the energy he's going to bring um, and and feeling the the, the point of need for size, um, especially since we're not exactly sure what version of Luca is even going to show up. Um, We've seen pictures, video out there. I played very aggressive last year in, in the bubble. Um, but I think that Renfro is going to be one of those guys that really impresses the coaches from his hustle standpoint. And I think that that should really give him the edge to take that other two way. What, what about a guy like, um, you know, he didn't play with Austin, but a guy like Daquan Jeffries, who, who had a pretty good summer league for the team from, from what I saw, I, w- I wonder if he's an interesting name to watch in the event that he can't get an NBA deal. Maybe he, he ends up with the Spurs on a two way. Should he survive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, that's that's one of those things, too. I think that uh, a two-way looks great for Daquan because otherwise he would go into the G League draft, mm-hmm. uh, at which point you end up it gets messy with all the player rights and who, who has access to them later on because of their, their affiliation with the organization already. Um, and so if you risk him going to the draft, I think, I think Daquan would be a, a good option. I was kind of shocked that the team didn't use him more when they had the chance to when he was on the roster to end last season that was already kind of lost. So there was a um, Ben. I want to get your thoughts on this this next question. Um, there was a, there was I don't know who the reporter is. I want to say it was Keith Smith, but I but I can't specifically um name name the name the reporter. But I saw this just today. Um, and you know we are recording on a uh, on a Wednesday evening. I saw something about the fact that this year a lot of agents are kind of frustrated with teams because they're not offering players um you know second round picks or players that went undrafted. They're not offering them um you know uh, uh you know non guaranteed deals where it's not just exhibit exhibit ten. Like basically the teams want are saying you can only um sign a a non-guaranteed deal, like like to get that fifty thousand um, uh, dollar, you know, payment out of it, uh, if you're if you're willing to go into the G League for our team, and a lot of free agents or undrafted players don't want to do that, and so a lot of agents are getting kind of frustrated with this situation because normally, you know, a lot of undrafted players can can um you know just get that that non-guaranteed that that Exhibit Ten 
or, or whatever that type of contract is. I don't have the specifics. Um, but again, you know, Ben, what are your thoughts on the fact that, you know, because again, I'm, I'm seeing some some like wild names here that I've never heard of um, signing um, uh, training camp contracts with teams, like players that we never talked about, like, you know, at the draft time or anything like that. And even like second round players, I'm not seeing some, some of these guys that, that I've heard that I've seen on, on rosters that's kind of thrown me off a little bit. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that, Ben? I think some of it is, and we saw some of this with 10 day deals, I think there a lot of teams are signing guys where they know like they're not going to miss days because of COVID issues. Mm-hmm. I think part of that plays. I mean, I know that played a part on drafting in my fantasy league, but um, I think that'll play a big part in real life as well, where they say, okay, you're double vaccinated. You're, you're fully vaccinated. We don't have to worry about, you know, bringing you in quarantining, doing all these other steps where, you know, the unvaccinated players, they're going to have just like it is in the NFL and the NBA, they're going to have a completely different day than mm-hmm. what vaccinated players have. So I think part of it is that part of it is teams don't want to take risks on. And, and even though it's, you know, chump change to teams, right. If mm-hmm. you're, if you're paying a guy on a two way or a non guaranteed, it's chump change to you, but they'd, they'd rather pay a guy who they know who they have tape on NBA tape on specifically and say, we're, we'd rather roll the dice with this guy. We know what he's capable of. We know what he's not capable of. And let's, let's try and mitigate some sort of risks that we might incur by taking a second round or undrafted guy this year who only has overseas tape or only has like minimal college tape, whatever it is. And I mean, Michael Beasley got a training camp invite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been out of the league how many years and he got a training camp invite. I mean, so some of the names that you're seeing get these training camp invites is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like, so like as an example of what I'm talking about here is like, like the, the Miami heat, they filled out their roster to get 20 players with like Javante smart, Drew Smith and Micah Potter. And like, I had never heard of these guys, but, but, you know, they're getting training camp invites, but again, the reason why they're signing these deals is because they are non-guaranteed, but if they get, once they get waived from the heat, they'll at least be able to go play with whoever the affiliate team is in the G. And so that's kind of what I've seen and why a lot of undrafted players didn't end up signing instead. I think, I guess I would, I would assume the undrafted players are taking on better deals overseas. Maybe that's, that's, that's maybe that's the case there. So yeah, it's just something interesting to watch. And so again, that's also something to consider. I think when we're we're talking about who did the Spurs fill out the training camp roster with, if they do fill um, those last uh, two roster spots. So, so Ben and Jonas, I'm going to kind of pass this part off to you all. Y'all had some questions just regarding the the the, the Austin Spurs team. Go ahead, and uh, Jonas, you can start that conversation. Uh, I mean, just from the Austin standpoint, the real question, I guess, this year is what's kind of going to be the focus. You know, there's the only draft pick going down or up to Austin is it, going to be Wieskamp mm-hmm. because it, Trey Jones should not. Um, he might spend maybe the first half just because of, you know, a, again, a slight, slight log jam there at, at the guard position. But I, I think that he should earn his minutes pretty quickly. Um, and, and that call up, uh, th- and there's no other, Dairy Weatherspoon is not even a part of this organization anymore. Um, you know, so, so, you, so he, that's a, a draft pick gone. Um, who, who fits in at like, like what, what, what's the purpose, I guess, what's the purpose of this year? Who are you trying to develop? Um, because they, before it was really easy. Like you would draft your first rounder, you'd go sit, go sit down in the, in, in the G league. I don't know that Primo really fits for sitting down in this G league this year. I, it just, I feel like he needs some maturity mm-hmm. and that just comes from being around 
the 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 San Antonio team. Oh, interesting. I guess, okay. in my opinion. Hmm. What are your thoughts, Ben? There. That's that is interesting. I I don't hate that line of logic. Um, I think, yeah, he. I mean, I I would say he would benefit from play I, I, from either situation, whether that's mm-hmm. playing heavy minutes in Austin and kind of being the guy, or at least the second guy uh, in Austin or sitting on the bench with the Spurs and soaking things in from Derek White, DeJounte Murray, and, and the other guards they have on this roster. Um, for me, and this may not be a popular opinion, but I would say throw him down to Austin, throw him up. So I keep saying down because it's G League is below NBA, but yeah. geog- I hate geography. And geographically, no, Austin's actually north of us here in San Antonio. <laughs> Geography's the worst. Um, but I would say you know, throw him to Austin, let him run, let him make his mistakes there and and really see what you're getting with that pick you made. Because you, if you're the Spurs, you now have to prove that you made a smart pick there and you have to basically say, yeah, we got, we, we, we went a year early on this pick basically. And we're good with that. Here's why you all, the fans should be good with that. You know, this is what he's done in the G league. We think there is a, you know, there are, as a clear transferal of skills there that will get him to the NBA. But if, if I may, can you afford to send the highest pick since Tim Duncan to Austin? I mean, are you going to be able to see what he's really got? Because we've seen players look transcendent in Austin, like a Chemezi Metu, who is a, a G League all-star and then just can't complete it, get it together at the next level. Um, you know, maybe at some point this season, he definitely should see Austin just at, but, but in terms of iron sharpens iron, get him out there, see what exactly he does. He did pretty well in the summer league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that earns him an opportunity to start this season on the bench. Devin Vassell, I think his, his development is going to be, be better because he did not go to Orlando last year. And this mm-hmm. is the, the the pandemic forced a shift in the Austin Spurs thinking because DeJounte started in Austin. Derek started in Austin. Lonnie started in Austin. And so they built what, what Landry Fields once called just uh, the precedent. They had established mm-hmm. a precedent of here's how we develop our players now. And then so you get that off the tracks because of the COVID season that was, you know, last year. And then the, the G League didn't start until February and it was only going to be for a month and it was going to be in Orlando. So a very uh, closed facility. Uh, I think I just think that when you have a pick as high, if you would have traded back, if it would have been 15 or lower, sure. But the fans, the fans need a little pay, bit of payoff, and I think the Primo's development needs to see like how does he stack now, so we have a measurement. We don't even really have him too much against college time. We need a measurement stick to to gauge his progress, and then send him down and let him develop in Austin. But I think he should start the season with San Antonio. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, so this is interesting. So I was just quickly, um, you know, um, going through and seeing the the Austin's. Uh, we're not going to go into their schedule because we're going to save that for the Forever Toros podcast. Um, um, you know, John Diaz and, and Michael DeLeon a little bit later. Uh, however, I was just looking at the at the Austin Spurs schedule and it begins on November fifth. So this is interesting. So it's, the Spurs start October twentieth. Their actual like you know season. So we should have a, a a pretty good breakdown of what the lineup will be in terms of who's going to be the starters, who's going to be the bench, the, the, the second unit by you know the right. fifth by, by the last game of the, of the preseason. So I do feel like um you know they'll let Primo go with the, with the team. And, and also, you know, Trey Jones and all those other players. And then as soon as I think we know who the lineup is of who kind of pop wants to have in those, those first uh, 10 man rotations, I think those players who are left out, probably Primo uh, would be the players that maybe they sent to Austin um, early on and, and, you know, when their season starts um, there in November. So I think again, kind of waiting and seeing, I think uh, one tricky issue for the team is the fact that they did sign Brent Forbes. And what if, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that Pop's going to do this, but what if in the event he just wants to roll out lineups with like Lonnie, Bryn, Devin, and then whoever the other two bigs are. And then all of a sudden you have Primo and Jones just sitting there on the bench from night to night. You know, that's going to be something interesting to watch. Um, ben, what are some of your thoughts on, on, on those um, you know, kind of situations, scenarios? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm thinking about when I when I'm saying that Primo should probably start in Austin is that this team is so guard heavy right now and they have to find minutes for all these other guys. It's going to be hard for Primo to break in and, and grab some of those minutes away unless he just absolutely is blowing people away in practice and getting the better of guys like Derek white DeJounte Murray and Devin Vassell in practice. Um, To me, it's very, I, I just don't see it happening. And, that's not to say I don't think Primo would be a good player at all. I just, at, at his current stage, to me, he is an Austin Spurs player. And I think, you know, yes, he will learn some things sitting on that bench, but I think to really understand what he has and to, and for him to understand what he has to do, yes, maybe start him in San Antonio. You see, oh, snap, okay. This this is what professional basketball looks like. This is the speed. These are the things that I need to do and get better at and then go spend time in the G League and go get better at those things. I think something else to watch in terms of what this is why Primo is really interesting, because, yes, I think we're right. You know, 
the, we, we could expect him to go to the, to the Austin Spurs, you know, immediately, like in November when, when they start. Uh, but also something what Jonas kind of mentioned earlier, you know, what if this team is not successful early on? I mean, they have a very tough schedule. Like, like they got like the Nuggets, the the, the Bucks, the, the Lakers, the Mavericks, uh, you know, uh, just a bunch of teams that are, that are going to be pretty good here in the first like 10, 20 games. And so what if the Spurs get off to a horrible start? Maybe they're like, like, like two or two and 12, three and three and three and 14, one of those kind of starts. And then it's like, do you really want to be as competitive as you can? Why not just, um, you know, start giving Primo the, the experience at the NBA level since, you know, already the season's off to a, a bad start. What are, you, what are y'all's thoughts on, on that kind of scenario? Well, I think that one of the things to consider at that point, it, it, and, and this is when you talk about how difficult the San Antonio start is, the start is really interesting. And I, and I know that the, the, the schedule conversation is for another point, but, but what needs to be mentioned here too, is kind of how the G league is breaking up their, their schedule this year mm-hmm. where they have the showcase cup. Yeah. And like that. that's going to run up through the holiday. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the season which is actually the season of 30, the 36 games starting there um, right at the new year. And that's going to include the rest, the entire G league minus the ignite and the Capitans, oh, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, those, both of those teams will not be participating. So this showcase event, and th- this is kind of an expansion on the winter showcase that they used to have there in December, where it w- was its own mini mid-season tournament in the G League. Uh, it's now been expanded to be that entire first portion. So if the San Antonio schedule is going to be that difficult, and it's kind of a throwaway because it doesn't have any implication on playoff standings or anything like that for the, the cup. Why not let Primo go and, and, and test himself against the Lakers and keep Jones up there? Um, because, I mean, when you mention names like Bryn Forbes, those don't really excite me in terms of like why he it comes back to a question of why is he on this team? Mm-hmm. Um, three point shooting. That's what he's here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, you know, pop wanted to shoot the three ball in the Olympics and shot the three ball in the Olympics, he went out and got it brought back for a three point shooter, a high volume shooter that we lost last year. And you mm-hmm. saw that impact on the stat sheet greatly. Um, where it just it used to be, it was an efficient three point shooting team, just didn't shoot enough. And then you not, you not only didn't shoot enough, but you also weren't really good at it last year yep. for San Antonio. And so that so you bring back Bryn Forbes, but somebody like Trey and, and him, Trey Jones, fits to play a different role than Bryn Forbes. Mm-hmm. And Primo is going to play a different role, I think, than even Bryn Forbes. Um, but I think they should cut their teeth when in the NBA when things that's kind of in a sense don't matter rather than in the G league, when things don't really matter in the showcase cup. Okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. So again, you know, there's just a lot to watch there, you know, in terms of who, who goes to the, who goes to the Austin Spurs, who, you know, who doesn't and, and, you know, and, and a player who's still in a tough position, I think is Lucas uh, Shamanich because of the situation that they have so many bigs, they have Drew Eubanks. They had, they just re-signed Keita Bates job. They have uh, Doug McDermott who they just signed. They still have right now Thaddeus Young on the roster and Alfred Camino. So, you know, there's just, there's, there's a lot of bigs there and there's not many, um you know, open spots. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't think Luca would end up back in the G league, but I mean, if, if a pop likes to use that quote, if you're 
you're not playing, you know, I want the, I want some of the players to get some some minutes somewhere. So he, he normally likes to say that sometimes when a lot of the younger players uh, don't don't get any minutes with the San Antonio team. So again, that's just interesting to watch. All right, let's go to our second topic here, and this is um Coach Matt Nielsen moving to the San Antonio bench. So um you know I kind of referenced this last week on the Spurs cast, but we didn't go into detail about the about the move. Um, so back on September eighth, um, the Spurs announced that Matt Nielsen, who was the Austin Spurs head coach last season, uh, has been promoted to the to the San Antonio team, and he's now an assistant coach alongside um, Coach Pop. Um, uh, uh, coach Pop's the head coach, obviously. So he's an assistant alongside um, Becky Hammond and Mitch Johnson. So those are, I, I think, those are Coach Pop's top three, three assistant coaches now. Um, and so Jonas, you recently wrote on Project Spurs um, a really good piece here, um, talking about um, you know Nielsen's hiring and how this could actually be a good move for Lucas Shamanich's um, development. Can you go ahead and um, tell the listeners about that piece and kind of some of your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that this this is all about Luca. This entire promotion is about Luca. Uh, first, two international bigs, Matt Nielsen coming from Australia, uh, Luca coming over from Europe. I mean, this is Croatia. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you also bring in a very familiar face for Luca. He spent two years with Nielsen. First as an assistant coach, his rookie year, and then last year, uh, last year in the G League bubble as his head coach. And when you look at Luca's performance year over year. Uh, he was be able to be featured more, I think, because Nielsen knew how to feature him a little bit more than Ahern. And I understand the priority in year one for him and Keldon was probably going to be Keldon because he was the true blue chip coming in. And, and Luca was the project in, in terms of just what he brought from a prototypical standpoint, uh, a ball handling big who had three point shooting potential. And then it's just learning to translate the game, his game to uh, the Spurs basketball and American basketball over here. And then you really saw that take off in, in Orlando, uh, averaging double-double, 21, 21 points, uh, 11 rebounds. Like, it, he was fantastic. I mean, but he was, and he was playing more aggressive, but you saw that come in terms uh, – also impact turnovers and personal fouls because you're playing aggressive, you're playing fast, and then it's, it's, it's catching up the mental game along with the physical game that, at that point. Um, this is a great hire in my opinion, because you have somebody who's been there for his entire experience with the organization that's going to be able to translate things, not from a language barrier, but from a, hey, remember when we worked on this your rookie year? Hey, remember when we worked on this last year in Orlando? This is what it's been building towards. And you've already had some of that crossover because of the, uh, the association between Austin and San Antonio how they've practiced together over the years. They've done joint practices. They've kept Luca around um, the, as the San Antonio team. He understands, but it's just the extra hand for when things become tough, um, as as they likely will. So Ben, um, I guess you know, you know, what, what what do you think that that means? The hiring of Nielsen, considering that you know, like like Jonas has mentioned here about you know not only the the, the um how he's going to help out Luca, but also how he, he has he knows that that Austin Spurs system. He was the head coach, like we mentioned right now, um, you know, last season with them, and a lot of these players, like like Jonas mentioned earlier, Dejounte Murray, um, uh, Trey Jones, you know, all those Lonnie Walker the fourth, they all came through that Austin system. So what do you think uh, that could help with some of the other some of the other players on the team that have that have had that G League experience with the Austin team? That's going to be huge. I mean, just like Jonas said, it's about continuity. And when you get that continuity with, he, he, again, he's going to, he's going to, he knows how to talk to these guys. He knows how to get the best out of them. He can help pop and the rest of the staff do that. So it seems like a pretty no brainer hire to me. Uh, the the big hire is going to be who comes in behind him and coaches mm-hmm. the G league team, of course, but 
I mean, moving Nielsen up seems like like the the easiest thing was also the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. So you get a win win there. Uh, I don't think anybody hates that move, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're a crazy person, perhaps. <laughs> but you know, I don't know too many of those people, fortunately. So um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's just he knows how to talk to some of those guys who spent time in the G league. He's going to be able to connect with them and say, Hey, you know, after, after coach pop is harsh on him, he can come back on the backside and say, Hey man, it's all good. You're doing what we want you to do. Pop just, you know, pop, just being pop. Keep doing you baby. You know, yes. be the encouraging coach. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So again, you know, there's Nielsen going there. So now that's, that brings up the next question is, you know, um, who, who might replace Nielsen in Austin? Because now Austin has a, has a head coaching vacancy for the Austin Spurs, the G League team. So, Jonas, what are your thoughts there? If I'm making this hire, it shouldn't be very difficult. It, RC needs to call up his son, Chase, bring him over from the Sydney Kings, and have him coach the Austin Spurs. He's coached in the G League already. He coached the, the um, Wisconsin Herd just two years ago. They were the number one team in the G League when the season got cut short due to COVID-19. Um, I, I think that his background with the organization, his understanding of how we already operate, it's Spurs family is Spurs family. And then I, I think that it just makes too much sense. Um, why not? You know, But when you look at the question of who to hire, why to hire, and you look at Ahern and Ahern developed guards, and he professionally was a guard. And then you had Nielsen and he developed Luca a power forward and he professionally was a power forward. I think that you, you could look at the question, what, what does this team need now when it's three point shooting? So do you go and hire a coach who has three point shooting experience um, that's going to know what a shooter is looking for and draw plays around shooters um, to get them the most optimal touches during the game. And you just let it rain in Austin um, and just open the roof off the ATV center. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, if I can't have Buford, my, my next favorite is probably William Donovan third. He's been on the summer league team as an assistant, uh, guest coach. Um, obviously his father, Billy Donovan, um, mm-hmm. he spent last, uh, last season with the Suns in their film room. And now that his father's coaching up in Chicago, he's in their film room. Oh, okay. So I think that it's a, it's low key. There's are again, there's already the established relationship and we know that you keep it within the family. And so if it's not going to be RC, yes. William's already a part of the family. Go get him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So like, I don't have any, I don't have any specific names, you know, I'll just go with you there. Cause you, you know, you, you've done more research and background on the, on this uh, topic, but, um, in terms of uh, what do you call it? In terms of like knowing who the two prospects are that they think they want to develop this year, in, in either um, you know Josh Primo and and Joe Wieskamp, I think that's that's interesting. If maybe they go to those players, uh, because both those players are more perimeter oriented players, and so maybe like you mentioned, Jonas, maybe they go for more of a, a coach who knows how to feature shooting and, and outside you know shooting um three point shooting things like that. So so yeah, that, you know that's just something else to watch now is you know who who do the Austin Spurs hire um as their um as their head coach now that there is a vacancy with Nielsen um available so um you know I, I know that we want to get through a few more questions here so um you know ben or jonas i'll take the conversation you know what, what other questions y'all have so pretty much i'm going to sit here and i'm going to set up jonas and make him look like a damn genius so here we go because <laughs> this is this is my g league guy this is, this is who i trust i'm trying to write up so for context right now i'm writing up uh the, i've already done big men and i've done forwards and now i'm 
writing up guards uh, a be, uh, for, you know, kind of a preview before the season starts. And um, I know there are a couple guys who, well, there's one guy on my list, specifically Jaden Hardy, who is going to be in the G League. So uh, I wanted to ask about him kind of if you know, you know, what do you know about him? Have you seen him at all yet? And uh, when they do inevitably play the Spurs, I think the G League Ignite team is only playing 12 games. Is that right? They're playing just the showcase. So it's approximately okay. 12. There is the final uh, two okay. games within that. Yeah. So they're playing basically a truncated schedule. And I think they said they're going to find outside outside the NBA or G League teams to play. So I'm very curious to see how that goes. <laughs> but Because um, that could be great or a total nightmare. But, right. Um, you know, with this Austin Spurs team, you know, who, who excites you the most right now before the season starts, you're like, I want to watch this guy. I want to watch, I want to watch every time he has the ball, every time he doesn't have the ball, this is my guy. Well, it's really going to depend on how they end up drafting. Um, because you don't have, you, they don't do the G league draft until after camps already done. Roster cuts are already done. And at that point, we're going to figure out who Austin selects, and then they're probably going to build a team roughly around that. But when you look at last year, and assuming that they're going to go back and bring back a lot of guys who are already familiar with the organization, um, that they're trying to kind of on the low develop G League contracts are only for one year, um, they're year over year. Um, I think that, you know, maybe somebody like Kasi Bob. Um, you know, who's a bit of a big man. Uh, he, he's been around the league a little bit himself and, and he had some good minutes in Orlando, um, especially after the call-ups of Robert Woodard, the second, uh, back to the Kings and of Luca back to the Spurs. Um, you know, he, I, I think that that's somebody that they want to bring back. Um, and I don't think it should be an, uh, a difficult prospect, um, I've already give, given away my main name, Nate Renfro. I'm just going to keep beating that drum. <laughs> um, see if I can get him a job since it didn't work for me to get Diedrich Lawson hired. Um, and, and I think that, and right now he's still playing overseas. I think that now is a good time to kind of call him back as well. The COVID situation in America is much better than many other places. Um And I think that you could see some prospects start to come back home that did play overseas to work their name back in. I've seen him on Twitter on action in action because his littlest brother, the littlest of the Lawsons um, is getting ready to come out. And so uh, I think he's currently playing at um, Kansas or Memphis. Uh, They've got familiar, familial relationships there too. Yeah. but I think that, you know, I, my big question about this Austin roster is, are you going to hold the two spots for Jordan Green and Jeff Ledbetter? That's a really, those are culture guys. Uh, they, 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 they highlighted them in the Growing Ground series when they did that uh, in early 2020, highlighting um, the rookie seasons of Luca and Keldon. And they, and they gave them extra camera time when talking to, Jeff and Jordan in terms of like what their role is as mentors. And I think that now the organization that the G league can start to take on a lesser role. Again, this is again, why I'm campaigning for Primo to go to the, go to the San Antonio team. 
because this can start to sit in the background again as you just need chemistry, on-court chemistry playing with these guys. And so um, th- those are two question marks I have to see if they hold the roster spot for them because they're not going to be draft guys um, and nobody else is going to touch them in, in my understanding. Okay. Um so um yeah so so yeah and I think one thing that you guys brought up right there was um the fact that that you know in that against the ignite team of those first few games I think that's interesting to watch because like Ben and Ben you you and I've had this conversation you know if the Spurs don't have a good season they can end up with the sixth pick of the draft and so all of a sudden you know you could be watching the Austin Spurs playing some players who you know could be you know tar- targets in the lottery for for this coming draft so I think that's that's something interesting to watch um so yeah so, so you know those are, these are just a few of our thoughts you know we know it's it's the um it's the off season right now but the Spurs uh, will be starting training camp here within um within the next two weeks uh, over on September 28th I believe is when all the NBA team uh, team training camps begin. So uh, thanks to Ben and Jonas for joining me here on this episode. Don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Uh, also, um, please make sure to subscribe to our, our YouTube channel. It's, it's called Project Spurs Network TV. Make sure to check that out. Uh, we actually have a contest going on right now. Uh, we're trying to uh, reach, I believe it's 1,500 subscribers, guys. Yeah, we had a promotion going on. So make sure you check yep. that out. If you want to get in on that promotion, check out our, our um, Project Spurs Twitter handle. It has all that information. Thanks again to Ben and Jonas for joining me here on the Spurs cast and to Michael DeLeon for mixing in this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. Thank you.